0: Welcome everyone to the 929 English podcast. And we have a treat as we have had in the past to be able to talk with Scott Shedd. And as we talk about um, the end of our cycle of 929 chapters, a cycle that Scott has been involved in from the very beginning, both as a studier and as a contributor. We also wanna go back to this past year and a half and talk about people who really made a difference, leaders who made a difference. And Scott, you are one of those amazing leaders in the Jewish community who realized that there was something that needed to be done. You were in a position in your bank to do something, and you did it. But, you know, I say that easily as if everybody should do that. But it's not so simple. And I'd love if you could tell your story. What was the moment? The moment you realized at the beginning of COVID, you were literally paralyzed. But Scott Shea knew that you needed to do something. And what did you do? How did you you take it from there?
1: So, Robert Mintz, thank you for asking that question. It's, there was a moment. Signature Bank, just to back up for one moment, is essentially... a a large middle market bank. We have lots and lots of clients who have small accounting firms, small law firms, they have restaurants, they have retail locations, they have all sorts of businesses, very prosaic businesses. They ship things, they have plumbing services, they have uh, uh, catering services. All All the companies that in many cases had tremendous shock. We had clients who went from having thriving businesses to suddenly having no revenues whatsoever. And it was amazing. I mean, we're one of the largest banks uh, on Broadway. Broadway shut down. And again, money's dried up like that. So early on, the government announced this program called the Paycheck Protection Program. And we didn't know what it was, nobody told us about it first, but we quickly did realize there was gonna be tremendous demand for it. And we also recognized that probably virtually all of our clients would need PPP or apply for PPP. And all of them were having tremendous difficulties. So many of the banks in the beginning, if you remember, decided to prioritize. They decided to uh, either just give it to the the focus on applications from their borrowers, focus on applications from certain segments of the bank. And we made a decision early on and, and I called it no compliant application left behind. So we rallied our troops and moved somewhere between 20 and 25 percent of all my colleagues, all the employees of the bank, to work on PPP during this time. And I'm super duper proud to say we got every application through. I mean, I would wow. talk to people who had business, family businesses. For, I remember one conversation for 41 years, and they thought they were going to have to shut down and 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 lay everybody off and and sell the inventory. And when we got them their PPP loan, and it wasn't a tremendous amount of money, it was sixty some odd thousand dollars, but it made it kept them open. They're alive today, and there were so many stories. I mean, we had many loans that were clearly unprofitable for us to originate—a fifteen thousand dollar loan, even a sixty thousand dollar loan—at the rate that the that that was being paid. As a matter of fact, that issue got fixed later in the in the follow up to make sure that the small loans weren't discriminated against. But we had people, and this is where I'm really proud of my colleagues, we said, look, if we were in the situation of the other person, the golden rule, the center of the Bible, as hell I would say, you don't need to know anything else. And also the core of our our statement of conduct. Don't do unto anyone else what you wouldn't want done unto you. The rest is commentary. That's how our that's how our, our standards of conduct starts, because that's the way I feel that that's what banking is all about. And we thought if we were in that position, each and every one of us, we would want to make sure that the business got a loan to allow it to survive, a PPP loan to allow it to survive. So the reason I'm so proud of my colleagues is that they people stayed up all night, as you remember, the money was running out. I don't know if you remember that it was front page news in those days because it was like a foot race. It was like some sort of ancient foot race where you had a stick and you'd hit the person next to you to make them fall so you could keep going. It was it's, it was incredible what was going on in the, in the banking business, trying to get these loans through. And my colleagues, literally some of them went on two hours on, two hours off, 24-hour cycles just to get it all done. And when we were all done and we actually got through in just a few days, I'm still amazed. I mean, it was the first time I actually did open up a bottle of champagne and everybody exhaled. It was like, well, we actually did it. And it was such a moment. And it was a biblically inspired moment because it was about, treating every recognizing that everybody has a spark of divinity humanity or whatever we want to call it that's the start of the bible and and that we all need to treat the other person the way we would want to be treated ourselves which is a clearly there's been never been a better moral art met moral rule than the golden rule in my view that's amazing so
0: what kind of feedback did you get? Like when you went to your colleagues at Signature Bank and you said, listen, this is serious and we need to be able to provide for our clients. And, you know, we're not going to be getting very much sleep for the next however long. We have to make sure that this happens. What was the reaction from your colleagues at that moment?
1: Well, I will tell you at first, some people, a few people just didn't think we could do it. They didn't think it was possible, period. They said, "Look, you may not want to have a, a pecking order or a hierarchy, but we need to do that because how are we going to get into it? how are we going to how are we going to um, get to everyone?" And and we just kept talking about it and recognizing that we have to do it. I don't want to say that there was one Uh aha moment for that, because that would be where everybody said, you know, held hands and said, this is the moment. Right. But part of leadership. And I also give credit to to my partners, Joe and Joe DePaulo and John Tamberline is that part of leadership. And we're learning about that right now. I don't know when this is going to be broadcast. We're learning about Devarim. We're starting Devarim. This This is the perfect week. Right. Yeah. Is part of leadership is education and bringing people into the vision of the mission. And if you don't do that, and we kept saying, and I kept saying, no compliant application left behind. And it started out as a little bit of a fun, it's a sort of the only, only a slogan only a banker could love, but you could ask our bankers and everybody got into that. No, I talked to people who stayed up at 3 a.m. with my colleagues who stayed up at 3 a.m. with people to finish their application, so that it would be quality control checked. We had every application quality uh, QC quality control checked, so that when it did go in, it would go in smoothly. So that meant doing everything twice. But once people got into that mission and saw we have a chance to make a real difference here, the energy was fantastic. But don't don't I don't want to kid you in the beginning. Most people didn't think we could. A lot of people didn't think we could cross that castle. I mean, that's part of leadership—is that you kept going.
0: Yeah, you know, even you say even the motto, even the slogan. Sometimes you have to repeat the slogan. How many sports, you know, coaches do we read about where you know they repeat the the, the slogan again and again and again, and before you know it, they're winning the Super Bowl. So it's a it, it definitely is a good model, I guess. my question to turn it over a little bit is of all, you, you mentioned some stories you mentioned the person who had the business for 41 years and thought they'd have to liquidate and you, you saved them what was the most touching story that came across your desk person
1: well i mean there were there were there were sadly there were a lot i mean uh, this was It's never been done before where an economy is just turned off. And I'm thinking of a retailer in the Bronx who, uh, I can't really name names because of the Bank Secrecy Act, but I'm thinking (laughs) of a retailer in the Bronx who had a, um, the family had a dress shop, shop, um, clothing store, and did not know what was gonna happen. Again, it wasn't a huge loan but it allowed them to stay in business. They talked to the landlord, they got rent abatement. They got some advice from our banker, talk to the, talk to the landlord, get forbearance. Here's some New York state programs. Here's, here's the PPP loan and they're in business today. And I mean, I, I feel, I feel really, I have to tell you, I really, I mean, bankers—you know—where we've been depicted since Mary Poppins as an unfeeling group. But uh, I, I have to tell you, when when we got the the last applications in, there were a few that weren't compliant. I don't want to tell you there were a few which just didn't weren't right. But when every compliant application got through, the feeling of satisfaction. I will also tell you this: from a, if you want to set aside the. Um, the, the moral part of it which we did we did that was what drove us the business side of it where people clients saw what we were doing talking to them in the middle of the night talking to them at, 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 at I was on the phone generally until many and during this process I was working every night past 11 p.m. sometimes people calling me directly uh, and and during the heart of the process again my, my partners and myself we were up I don't want to say all night, but, you know, we were up, we were there with people. So when emails were coming at 2 a.m. in the morning, Joe, John, or I were responding. And that also actually sends a signal because we were in battle at that point, if you will. Unfortunately, it was money limited. So we just, you know, we weren't filling out the applications. That would have been counterproductive if I would have tried to do it myself. But we were there And we were, you know, we were visibly there.
0: Um, You know, that's really beautiful. You talk about the fact that actually the people to whom it really made a difference in a sense for the people like that retail store in the Bronx or the small business who you were able to work out different pieces of the PPP program to make sure that they stayed in business. You know, what we read about in the newspaper and I joined everybody else who read about it in the newspaper were the big PPP loads and, you know, how big companies were saved in the airlines and all these things. Yeah. And obviously that's important. And, you know, you, you I'm sure you could speak about that for hours. But to listen on the personal level, the way you tell the story. The personal level of your colleagues, the personal level of your leadership colleagues, of the three of you who are answering emails at two in the morning. And we all know that when leadership answers emails at two in the morning, somehow the whole the whole operation works better when they see the email coming from the leadership at two. o'clock. that you know and the fact that it made a difference to the simple person you know who just by dint of who they are are going to be suffering in such a different way and we talk about what jewish values are and what the values of hillel are and what you know we want moral values to be for everybody and i think that you know this Story in a you know as we look back and I think that's what we're doing now as we look back at this COVID period and we see all the bumps and all the difficulties and all the mistakes that Lord knows who did and you know where, and how we you know somehow it should never happen again but you know how we would try to do it better but then you hear just kind of the 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 the, the human stories and that's all I can call it the human stories that your that Signature Bank represented on so many different. Levels and you know you feel good about what mo- morality is, what it means to be moral, what it means to have values, what it means to care about people. And you think about learning 929 chapters of the Bible and you've worked on the book of EO, the work, the book of Job, you know, that it's not always so easy, right? Some of the people, you know, I don't don't know whether they knew about COVID at the time of EO, but EO knew knew what it meant to suffer. And, you know, and the people at the time of EO, but, you know, the, the part of the part of Job that we don't have is the people like you're describing who said, listen, there's trouble. But we need to make a difference, and I just want to, you know, thank you again. As we're, um, as I'm speaking to leaders um, in the New York area, and you know, just talking about what they did during this period, there's nothing like your story. And I remember the very first time you told me the story and you know you told me again there's no wow moment by the way let us just go back to that for a second i like that idea too you know sometimes you limit things to a wow moment the problem when you limit things to a wow moment is it it, it's not it's not believable in the same way that's not the way things work things evolve and you come to realize them and appreciate them and to know how to do it. And even your, you know, your slogan to say that you're going to, you know, you're going to serve everybody that has to evolve over time. And something that people will appreciate both your colleagues and, and, you know, and the customers. And I think even that is such a wonderful message everybody. So I just want to see you. I'd love to hear your final thoughts, but I want to, on behalf of everybody, thank you. Thank the leadership of. Signature Bank, again, for being leaders and for being leaders in a way that we as Jews, we as Jews who study the 929 chapters,
1: we understand better than anybody. So I'll leave you with this thought, and, and I think this is why I'm such a fan of 929 and and, and the the essays and the, the 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 commentary, the Rashi all around the 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 uh, the actual chapters, which is that. and and I really mean this sincerely, I think that you're teaching Torah, you're teaching the 929 chapters in a way that teaches morality. We could be reading the 929 chapters just for entertainment purposes, and they are entertaining, they're fascinating stories, but learning them for morality, that's where the rubber meets the road. And so kolikavod to you, kolikavod to all the contributors who make the Bible live today as we're studying it. Thank
0: you so much. Thank you, Scott. We should all have a Shabbat Shalom. It should be good times, please God, for all of us coming going forward. And we should celebrate. We should celebrate with the um with the um you know with the with the publication of your books and understand and appreciate so many um important topics around this issue of morality and anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism. And we look forward to working together with you, please God, for many good and healthy years to come. So thank Amen. you, Scott. Thank you, signature (laughs) bag. Shabbat shalom. Thanks a lot.